0: Welcome everyone, live from CRC North Keelaw in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Broombank Live. My name is Toby and my co-hosts today are Gabby, Anthony, Sienna, and Carlo. Our special guest today is Miss Teresa Pachos, a teacher and past student. Hi. Hi, Teresa. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Toby. Glad to be here.
0: Um, to start off, would you like to tell us a bit about how your experience at the school was?
1: Um, so I was at CRC North Keelaw in in 2010 to 2013. And uh, to be honest, I had a really great experience here. Um, I had a great group of friends who I'm still friends with to this day, um, support me throughout my experience here. I had great teachers. A lot of them, probably half of them are still here. um, And I have great relationships with them now. So I think it's a testament to, you know, how great um, relationship building here is at the school that even as a, you know, um, an adult coming back here as a teacher, I've still got great relationships. Um, I guess, uh, I had a lot of opportunities. I'm a very artsy person. So I love, I love to sing. Um, I had opportunities to do vet dance here. Um, I was involved in all the, all of the unleashed arts nights. So yeah, I, I felt really involved in the college and I had a really, really good time here.
0: Um, so obviously being from CIC North Keel, what drove you back to, um, teaching and uh, teaching at CIC North Keel in particular?
1: Um, so during my experience at university, um, in my sec- uh, third year at university, we had to do placements. So we had to come back to schools and, um, I went to a school and I had a very, very bad experience. Um, Just, you know, I didn't felt, I felt a little bit neglected at this particular school as a, as a student teacher, didn't feel heard, didn't feel welcomed. So it really had me thinking about, is this profession for me? I don't know if I can do this. And I actually reached out to, um, Manny Gambin, who I know was someone you guys spoke to earlier today. Um, and he was a really great mentor, um, even as a student in my, uh, year 10, uh, in 2013. Um, so I reached out to him and I said, look, I've had a really bad experience, um, in my placement. Can I please come back to CRC where I felt really welcome as a student? Um, and I just needed to feel, I guess, protected and, um, I guess, comfortable. So he was like, for sure, I'll, I'll try to see what I can do, organized it. And I managed to have a two week placement here in 2018. And I loved it here so much as a teacher because um, the students were great, um, staff were great. I came back for a nine week placement in 2019 when you guys would have been um, year seven. Uh, and again, a great experience. I felt so welcomed by the staff even as a placement teacher, because they would they would see so many placement teachers coming in, like student teachers, and you felt a part of the college um, and a part of the staff. And the students also treated me with respect that year. So much so that you know, when it came to the end of my placement, I thought, I want I want to come back here, you know, permanently. Hopefully, that answered your question. So tell us, Teresa, what drove you into teaching as a profession? Um, so. Okay. I love English. Um, I loved English from year nine. I had a really, really great English teacher. Um, her name was Miss Stewart and she made me love English. And then it wasn't until year 11 where I had a really great English teacher as well, who, um, really inspired me and motivated me to do better. Um, cause I just thought I was a really average student, but she recognized something in me that made me feel really, really great about myself. And I thought, I love this feeling. I want to inspire other people in this way, the same way that she's inspired me. So um, I thought, you know what? I love English. I love to inspire people. I'd love to pursue a career in teaching. So yeah, that was year 11, maybe mid-year. And yeah, I sort of went on from there really.
0: Um, so, with Miss Stewart kind of being the driving force for you becoming a teacher, do you model your classes of how her classes were modeled?
1: Um, so, Miss Stewart, she was uh, quite a strict teacher. Um, she was encouraging, but also strict. So, you know, you wanted to get your homework done because you didn't want to disappoint her. So, I try to implement that in my teaching. I want students to feel welcome in my class, but also know that they're they they they're not going to walk in and... um slack off um so i i try to i try to make it both strict and welcoming in my class um and same for my year 11 teacher she, she was pretty much the same very strict you didn't want to disappoint her so i want to implement that into my kids um my students that i want them to do well and you know to to try their best um would you say your pathway from um, year 11 and 12 to university was pretty straightforward or there were a few things you had to change along the way? Um, So my journey in year 11 and 12 was that year 11 was a really, really great year for me. Um, I felt motivated. I had great teachers. And then year 12, I felt I, I, I had a particular English teacher that didn't, put in as much effort as all my teachers in the past had she'd sort of um you know it was very much here this is your responsibility you've got personal responsibility you need to use it and i wasn't used to that i was used to sort of getting a helping hand um so i pretty much got away the whole year 12 without doing any um practice essays or anything like that i only did what i had to do and my love of English and my academics plummeted in year 12. Um, So that was a really big wake-up call for me when I realised that I need to do things on my own. Um, I need to self-motivate. I need to, you know, I can't, not everything's going to be on a silver platter, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And then going into university, I think by the end of year 12, I was sort of like, okay, I've got the hang of this. And then university, again, it's no one's going to hold your hand through it. Um, if you don't submit something, it's on you. If you submit it a day or too late, they, they take away the marks. Um, so, you know, it, it was hard, but I got I, – I can adapt it very quickly, so I got used to it. But I can't say the same for other people, you know.
0: Just on the topic on year 11, year 12, um, just with us and the whole year uh, 10 uh, cohort, mm-hmm. would there be any advice you'd give us, just one piece of advice going into next year and to VCE?
1: um pretty much based on what I've, I've just spoken about, try and practice, you know, personal responsibility, um, uh, self-motivating tech, uh, you know, uh, skills or, um, just motivation in general, just trying to just, um, yeah, do things on your own and not having to always ask for help in the first instance of a problem, um, would definitely be something that you can take with you year 11, 12 and university.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to CRC Live on Broombank Live, live from CRC North Law in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Toby and my co-hosts today are Gabby, Anthony, Sienna and Carlo. And our special guest today is Miss Teresa Pachos, former student and teacher here at CRC North Law. So Miss Pachos, would you say Year 12 was kind of like a reality
1: shock? Pretty much, yeah. Um... And depends on what you guys are doing. I can only speak from someone who did, you know, theatre studies. But there was a month called Mad May where it was quite literally like I, the first mental breakdown that I ever experienced was in May. It was during the production of the particular play that we were putting on. And when I spoke with some of my friends who were doing different subjects, they said, no, like we're all feeling really, really stressed. So that was the first instance where I actually felt overwhelmed with my study. Um, so, So yeah, year 12 was a really testing time for me, but other people when I've spoken to them, you know, even recently when we reminisce on year 12, they're like year 12 was the best year of my life. So it really depends on the mindset that you bring into the year, I think.
0: What were some of the strategies that you used to
1: get past that mad me time? A uh, few few crying um, moments, I think. I, I specifically remember there's like a recording studio at, at, uh, at Sydenham um, in the music room and you can close yourself in there and I think I just cried a few times. So it's definitely okay to cry. Um, but other than that, uh, just... What helps me is just speaking to someone about it. Whether it was my mom, or my I've got a twin sister who was experiencing the same sort of thing, so I was speaking to her. Just talking someone, talking to someone allows me to feel um, okay. And then coping strategies, I guess, was to speak to my teachers, let them know what was going on, see if they could help me out in some way. Um, you know, whether it's extensions or whatever. And then again, going back to square one and trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to tackle now? what can I tackle later and what can be put on the back burner, you know? So I think it's just prioritising what's important in that moment rather than focusing on everything that you have to do.
0: When it came to choosing what you want to study later on, like a career path, how did you decide what you wanted to do?
1: Funnily enough, um, in year 12, so year 11, I decided I'd love to inspire people and maybe, maybe become a teacher. Um, but year 12, again, I was in contact with Manny Gambin, um, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Maybe I should become a lawyer. I love, you know, arguing. I love, you know, being right and, you know, making a point and whatever, like helping people out in that way, right? And then I realized when we were looking at all like the universities um, and speaking to people, I found out how many hours and study you have to put into becoming a lawyer. And anyone who wants to become a lawyer, you know, please do it. But it was just not the type of person that I am. I cannot recall information very well. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to become a lawyer. I had no idea what was involved in it. So I was like, no. Um, and then I really, really thought about when I was a kid whenever my cousins would come over, like I've got younger cousins who are not quite young now, there's like 18 and 15, but um, I would print out these worksheets or word finds or, you know, just teacher games and I'd give them these worksheets and I'd pretend to be the teacher and I'd be like, you know, you have to do this, you know, give me your worksheet, I got to grade it. So I knew inherently that I had some sort of desire to become some sort of teacher. Um, So for whatever reason, I reminisced on that in year 12 and I was like, Maybe I could become a teacher. I wonder what's involved. So, again, in the process of year 12, you have time to um, go through uh, the prerequisites, etc. cetera, et cetera. So, you know what? I think I want to become a teacher and see where it goes. Okay. So, going back to your time at North Keelor, yes. what was your funniest memory from the school? Oh, gosh. Uh, wow. Um... I really have to think, uh, okay. It's all right. So funniest was probably year seven and it, <laughs> okay. So we were in what would be now, I think SW nine or SW 10. Um, but back then the, the portables did not look as nice as they did. We didn't have a decking or anything like that. We were in one of the portables anyway. And, um, we had this math teacher that we didn't really like at the time. They're not here anymore, so it doesn't matter. But, like, yeah, we didn't really like them. And that math teacher did not like us. It was quite obvious. And so one of our peers, he brought in a fart bomb. And um, <laughs> and no one knew that he was going to bring it in. We knew that he had it in, like, the locker bay. Anyway, so he brought it in and he let it off. And all of a sudden, I don't think I've ever felt so sick in my life but it went off and the teacher's like what's that smell and all the you know all our classmates were laughing I was gagging I was trying to like keep it together um but that was probably one of the funniest moments and it was in year seven but I'd really have to think um on it yeah that was the first thing that came to mind (laughs) Uh,
0: just just bringing it back to what we're talking about before so to kids who haven't really made up their mind Mm. on um what they want to do in the future and might be going through like an existential crisis Mm -hmm. for themselves. uh, What advice would you give them?
1: Um, You've got time. Uh, I was very much, you feel this sort of pressure in year 12 to make up your mind. Um, And I was feeling it. And I know there are a lot of people who, you know, just decide for the sake of deciding, but I think, you guys do have time and it's never too late to um, to change your mind. I've got friends who are in careers they love and they didn't necessarily make up their mind in year 12, you know. So don't feel stressed to make a really, really important decision um, in year 12. I mean, maybe that's a bit controversial, but yeah.
0: Um, when you were at the school, mm-hmm. did we know you had good English teachers. Were there any other teachers that maybe helped you decide what you wanted to be? or we'll help you through like your learning.
1: Um, actually, so I my um degree is a bachelor of bachelor of arts slash teaching in what's called humanities, but I'm qualified to teach English and drama. And I think a big part of my love for drama would be um doing drama lessons here with with uh, Mr. Jamie McRae. So he was my year seven drama teacher. He was my only drama teacher here. And I think he was a great influence. I saw his passion for drama, um, his ability to really get into it and not worry about the reactions or hesitations of other students in the class. He just went for it. And he's someone I think of when I think of um, teaching theatre or teaching drama, just that the, the charisma and the, and the positivity that he radiates to be students i really admire um yeah
0: that's all we have time for today thank you miss pashos for coming in that's okay it's been a great pleasure talking to you today live from crc north kewler in melbourne australia you've been listening to crc live on Brisbane live my name is toby and my co-hosts today were gabby anthony sienna and carlo thank you for joining us today we hope you found the information useful until next time have a great day <laughs>